T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. What up, everybody? It is Bebich and Finley, 10 a.m. in the District of Columbia, points north, south, east, and west. I'm down in Raleigh. Bebich holding it down in the Navy Yard Studios. Raleigh! Hey, what up, man? Good morning. I'm chilling, brother. How you doing, man? Jay? <laughs> I'm good, dude. I'm good. There's what? obviously a, a ton for us to get to. Yeah, can you guys hear me? Yeah, we hear you, but I want to just say this. I want everybody to understand. I gave JP uh, uh, a chore to do, based in a sense, and uh, he stuck to it. So I have to give him uh, congrats because JP is very <laughs> much like my brother. I have a brother, Daryl. And these little SOBs, when they travel, they don't like calling people. They don't like to let you know they made it somewhere. So I basically told him, I said, if you don't call me when you make it to Raleigh, I'm going to put my hands on you because, yes, I try to put this little tough exterior, but I'm concerned when people get on the road because I, I'm not going to get into the incident that happened. Teddy when, Bear. When I, when I was playing in, uh, I'll tell you, when I was playing in the, uh, my first or second year and my cousins were coming to see me and nobody was called. They never called or whatever. Later on, found out they had run off the road. Uh, one of them was in a coma for some years, um, ended up dying after a few years or so, and then the other one had lost his eye. So I'm always concerned when someone is traveling. That's why I always tell people to call me and when, things like that. So that's why I do it. So they're concerned. Um, well, it was the least I could do. Not a big deal. Yeah. I, I, huge news before I get into how lucky I got last night. But – uh, Obviously, what? Wait, what? it, it what? really what? looks like Eric Bieniemy is going to be the new offense. It seems like that. I, I'm not reporting anything, but all signs point towards. It yeah. seems like it. That's all I'm saying. Before well, I mean, a lot jumping. of people out there saying sources um, saying that they, they go, we have our text thread with Ahmed. Oh. Yeah, a, a lot. Last night, Ahmed was saying, do you guys think it's a good thing that they have more meetings in the morning? And I was like, yes, that's good. Because if it was bad, it would just be over. <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, like yeah. when, when things go sideways, they're just over. And I, I think it's good that they're still meeting. Um, people are wondering, you know, what could the holdup be, this and that. The top of every list when you're talking about a new job is money. So yeah. that, that could be the top. Um, and then I think the assistant coaches could be part of this. Who's staying? Who's going? And 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 the other part of the assistant coaches is not always just, hey, who are we hiring? Who can I hire? 
you got to figure out how much you're going to pay those guys. And if there's one word we've heard this offseason as it relates to Washington, what would that word be, Brian? That word would be budget. (laughs) Budget, yes. Thank you very much. And if you're trying to work within the constraints of a budget, then, you know, maybe maybe hiring and firing a bunch of assistants presents its own challenges. I, um, If you listen to the program yesterday, I, I was pretty optimistic about the enemy getting this job, and I, I maintain I'm pretty optimistic about the enemy getting this job. I think, B, I, I think for an organization that needs something to post on its Instagram page, mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to have a whole lot of off-season wins. I think this is, especially if you consider like a bang-for-the-buck scenario, I think this is the best bang-for-the-buck off-season win they're going to get. Because let's say Biennemi's really highly paid for an assistant coach. Let's say he's going to make $3 million a year, mm-hmm. right? And, and they got to give him three years. You're getting, you're getting a... A little bit of off-season sizzle for ten million dollars. Say it's three and a half. Like yeah. you're not getting a player for ten million dollars that fans are going to care about. Not long. So I, I think that's a the organization to me almost has to get this done. In a sense, at this point right now, they waited so long. Uh, they waited so long for him to come available. I think now that you're in the second day of an interview, if you don't close this deal, it's going to be hell. So. I'm looking at a lot of the, the uh, responses to it, and I think at this point, you know, people are super fired up that he's coming. You know, a lot of people are fired up and already got hopes of him being <laughs> their head coach and all kind of other stuff. But ultimately, I think you have to close this deal. You've gone this far. You waited this long. You need to close this deal. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I, I feel it's going to get closed. You, nothing's done until it's done. It's it's yeah. kind of similar to the, the 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 sale of the Commanders. Nothing's done until it's done. I maybe I'm the only optimistic dude in town on both, but I, I do think both will get I, I, done. I, no, I don't think I you're wonder, the only. I don't think you're the only optimistic dude on that sale. But I think everybody believes that sale is going to happen. Good, good. Um, I wonder, B, what our expectations should be of a Biennemi-led offense. Like, how quickly should that matter? I think uh, you should get your hopes up because I think the innovation that he has will be seen, and I think that helps out your production. But I would think if Eric Biennemi is having some requirements and some questions, he's asking how you're going to improve this offensive line. Because I think if we don't get an offensive line that's improved, we can't expect much. You know, yes, we have three dynamic receivers, okay? We have two dynamic running backs. You have a tight end who, who was playing well until he got injured. But ultimately, you can't – you got a, a young quarterback who you have a lot of hopes in. But if they don't have the people to allow the time for the things to happen with them, it could be just like it was last year. So they need to improve the offensive line – then we can start having some expectations. I would say this. They improved the offensive line some. I would think that, you know what, you can see, you will see a jump in the offensive production. Yeah. I, I, almost, I, I also wonder, 
you know, I, I feel like I, we're, we're all being very optimistic this morning, but what happens with Sam Howell? A lot of this hinges on what you've got in your second year rook, your second year player that has eleven completions in his career. Yeah, but you know and what so helps out. You know what maybe helps that's out? a situation. What helps out Sam Howell though, JP, is oh. an offensive line. Line, yeah, yeah. totally. <laughs> I mean, the entire offense will be well served. I, I think. But B, we talk about bang for the buck for Sizzle and B enemy by far gives you the best. Mm-hmm. Offensive line is going to cost real money, not 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 bang for the buck sizzle money. This isn't offensive line is not the uh, the Golden Corral buffet. You're going to have to pay real prices. It, you may, maybe you could maybe you could swing going to Texas Roadhouse instead of Morton's, but you got to buy some beef, man. Hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that. But the whole thing about it is, you can't go here and start uh, selling people wolf tickets if you're not willing to go out there and put the money where it needs to go. You know, I, yeah. I I have seen so many times people like to they like to make the outside of something look very good, okay? Like, I, got, I use the example a lot about a Ferrari. If I give you a Ferrari with no engine in it, okay, and it, it, it's brand new, it's pretty as hell, but it don't go anywhere, that's just like having a jalopy. Nobody gives a damn about it, okay? I mean, it, <laughs> so, you, you might as well have a canoe. They, you're still going to have to paddle it yeah, or whatever. So, I mean, you got you have to find a way to improve this offensive line. And, and, and what I want people to understand is not all offensive linemen that are good are first-rounders. You look at the we, – we talk about the hogs in this town. We would think every one of those guys were first-rounders. Now, nah, all of them wasn't. But they had a chemistry that worked and helped the team out drastically. I'd have to look it up, but I believe the only first-rounder in the bunch that are really considered the Hogs is uh, Mark May, right? I think it was. Like, hell, Coach Gibbs undrafted. He thought Jacoby was a defensive lineman. I mean, (laughs) right. Russ Grimm went to the Hall of Fame. He was a third-rounder. Mm-hmm. Bazo? I I think Bazo was like a a a late, late pick or an undrafted guy as well. I could see Lachey having been a first. I think Jim might have been, but he wasn't drafted. Yeah, Bostic was undrafted. Lachey was a first rounder out of Ohio State. How'd they get him? Was that in a trade? He for came in a trade. Jay Schrader. I think Jim was in a trade. Jim wasn't drafted here. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to remember who the trade was. Um, oh, I, my volume was on my computer. Uh, another big event. Obviously, we're kind of waiting for this enemy thing. And I, I'll be like, once the enemy news hits, which I expect it to, maybe we'll open the phone lines up at that point just to let everybody react. Um, if not, we'll, we'll kind of just do a what should expectations be. Because by and large, yeah, it was uh, Jay Schrader to the Raiders for Jim Lachey. Um, by and large, I think – the responses to Eric Bieniemy potentially coming are positive, but you still do get some people. Like I've noticed this on my Instagram page, B, maybe on yours, because I know you posted something on Lachey this on uh, on Bieniemy this morning mm-hmm. that are like, ah, he he wasn't the guy. It was Reed and Mahomes. This is going to backfire. You know what? You see, I think I see a small group of people like that. But you know what? Remember what we posted it on. We posted it on Instagram and so social media. It's always an ass on social media. Somebody's gonna always try to say those things and, and things of that nature. But 
it, Andy Reid's on the team, Patrick Mahomes on the team, but Patrick Mahomes would tell you the way that Eric Bieniemy helped him. Andy Reid would tell you the way that he was able to go out there and recruit and 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 uh, look at film, do some film study to come in and bring some dynamic plays that will work. So we can think what we want to think when we see it. We, but you know, what? we've had people come here before and, and then nothing happened. But ultimately, if it's going to work, you're gonna need an offensive line, point blank. I agree with that. Um, I, I think it will help you that Hal's pretty mobile. I think the enemy should take advantage of that. I'm not saying, you know, they should be running the option or anything, but I, I, I do think you want to have this guy moving. Because you know what was weird last year? And, and people wanted to blame this on Scott, and I'm not sure I do. We saw Taylor Heineke have good mobility two seasons ago mm-hmm. and last year it seemed like that young man did not want to run I, I don't know if you agree but <laughs> I almost wonder if if he realized okay I'm going to try to have some longevity in my NFL career and I'm going to stop running around and get my ass kicked all the time well the, the thing I would say about that is if you have mobility and you don't utilize it in needed situations then you're a damn fool uh, if they told him to try and wait on the passes down the field and things of that nature, then that's on them. But I've always had a problem with mobile quarterbacks who want to ignore their mobility to try to act like they're a statue. You're not a statue. Hell, the quarterback that's a statue that can't move, he wished the hell that he could, he could be mobile. You know what I mean? So why are you sitting up here getting rid of uh, and not using one of your assets? You need to utilize the assets you have. Sam Howell can move. We see him moving. We were saying about him, like when, when you played in preseason, you say his first instinct was to run. Well, what they need to do for him is to make him come to the point where I'm going to look down the field. But if it all breaks down, I'm not going to keep looking down the field. I'm going to run. But he shouldn't have the first resort run. Yes, look to an extra, look to your dump offs or things of that nature, but always utilize the mobility you have because that kills defenses. Yeah, I, I, I think I think offensively they can be a little bit more exciting. I think the biggest question, I don't know if you agree with me, but I thought Scott Turner on his scripts, on his first 15s was usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I thought a lot of times he would have a really good <laughs> drive coming out of halftime to start the second half. But it was the, the sequential stuff. Um, you know, it was – it was just a random drive in the early fourth quarter, late third, where it it sometimes seemed to be disjointed. And, and I think that stuff needs to flow. And I there are plenty of people out there that do not, for whatever reason, believe when Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes say how important Eric Bieniemy is to their process, but I am not one of them. I'm like – See, like, like the thing of it is this. People don't want to give certain people credit. But I, I was in an uh, offense with Andy Reid for three years. And I watched how he, he, he empowered his coaches by allowing them to bring stuff in. He made sure that they were looking and bringing stuff. Players would bring in plays and he would in- install them and implement them. He made everybody feel like they had ownership. So Andy Reid, I can tell you one thing, Andy Reid is not a BSer. Okay, he's not going to sit up and tell you some crap that's not the truth. If he says it, he means it. So for everybody out there that want to just dismiss 
because Dick dismissed Eric for whatever reason. You can do what you wish. I'm telling you facts. I, I was with the man for three years. He's not going to sit up there and just lie to you to BS you. No, if, the, if someone deserves credit, he will give it to him. If they don't, he won't give it to him. That, I mean, listen, I, my conversations with Andy Reid have largely been on this radio station when he calls in as a personal favor to you, and you played for him 20 years ago. So that tells me something about the man. Um, I have chatted with him briefly at um, some league meetings and stuff, and he's always been pleasant and cool. And mm-hmm. I, I basically try to just go out of my way. There's a few people that I try to go out of my way to say thank you for coming on the show. I'm B. Mitch's partner or whatever. Um, but the, the conspiracy theory that in the, in the moments immediately after the Super Bowl that Andy would then try to plant information to get the enemy a job, mm-hmm. I, I just – I don't think people understand. People don't understand the, the, the level of emotion after a exactly. game. There's no planting information, man. You say the truth. You know when, when you when you win a big game like that, you're trying to thank everybody to help you along the way. That that's the first thing that pops in your mind. You know, I remember when we won the Super Bowl. I was crying and didn't know why the hell I was crying. But then when you sit down and you start thinking about it, you start to thank your mom and dad for driving you. You know, to practice when you were a little kid. You know, your brothers that pushed you a little harder. The coaches that told you little things that you didn't believe in when they first told you, but you implemented it later, and then you found out this is what it was about. And this is what the coach meant for me. You know what I'm saying? You you start remembering all that stuff. You're not sitting up there like, oh, I better I better put some information here right now to make sure Eric get a job. That's not what he was doing. They were thanking him because he is a damn vital part of what they accomplished. I, I, I totally agree. And, and I think, to me, talking to people kind of on and off the record here, I, I think one thing has emerged in part of the, the enemy reputation that I think he's a hard ass. And and I don't see nothing wrong with that. I, right. I, I don't think people should. I mean, in the era of avocado toast, maybe that's a problem. But he's not coaching fifth graders. He's coaching adults. Making millions of dollars, and maybe they need it. You know I, what? I, I think we 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 pick up newspapers and we 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 turn on the news on a daily basis, and we realize that a lot of athletes are doing the wrong things. Okay, we we see this happening. We 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 pick up, we watch the news, and we see young people not having any guidance and discipline. Then all of a sudden, someone comes along and tries to implement that. We make that into a bad thing. Sometimes I wonder, do does society really want things to get better or that the criminal system and the arresting people and all that stuff has become so lucrative that they really want people to keep screwing up so they can keep making money? or Because Eric is against that. A lot of people are against that, and those people get, well, you know, he's mean to the players. He, he expects them to do certain things. Isn't that what a coach is supposed to do? Isn't that what a parent's supposed to do? That's what your bosses are supposed to do, right? They're supposed to expect the best out of you and not be satisfied with mediocrity. But they're pissed at him for trying to make people become the best they can be. That's the dumbest thing in the world I've ever heard of. Who, when we were, when I was a kid, that used to, was that the Marines or the Army? That was their slogan: "Be the best you be can the be. Best be, you all can be. You can be, be all you can be, be all you can be, be all you can be." Yeah, it's a pretty good slogan. Um, 
You know I'm excited about this Biennemi stuff because I haven't mentioned that my Turtles took down the number three Purdue Boilermakers. Yeah, because somebody named Jeff tried to go against your Turtles. And now you're trying to – you heard I was doing reverse psychology. No, you just stupid for doing that pick. He, he's just full of it. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, want, I want to talk – I want to talk about the Terps game last night because they were awesome and they deserve a ton of credit. Uh, Mike Phillips is going to join us at 11. Arif Hassan, who who covers the entire NFL, and did a really neat breakdown on what a commander's offense might look like with Biennemi at the helm. He's going to join us at noon, 1.30. Chris Naki, Terps analyst, will join us to talk about last night's big game. 12.30, we're getting Mitch Tischler on the phone. I'm in Raleigh for Caps Hurricanes tomorrow night. They got serious weather problems today. It is windy as hell out there and there's rain in the forecast i might see if we can get doug Cameron on the phone and figure out what this means for the game tomorrow night because i know a bunch of people are heading down from dc to raleigh for the outdoor game which should be a lot of fun do not go anywhere it's b mitch and finley t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Let's check it out. 68-54 Maryland. Huge win for the Terps last night. I mean, to me, that puts Maryland firmly, firmly in the NCAA tournament, which is really pretty impressive for Kevin Willard, his first year in College Park, when they had a bunch of transfers, not a not a ton of talent, and he is he has gotten the right guys in there. Um, and did you get to watch any of that last night, B? No, nah, I didn't. I was at that. Uh, I went to two meetings and then we had a uh, what's it called happy hour. So, oh yeah, I saw you were at Patsy's with John Leahy. Yeah, I, I was walking. I look and I, I sitting down. I'm looking. I'm like that dude looked familiar. And he stared at me. He said, "I just saw. I couldn't even see you because I was like in the corner." He said, "I couldn't really see your face, but I just looked at your silhouette." And I'm like, "That dude looked like be built like B Mitch." So <laughs> he, he came over. We took a pic. Well, dude, it's funny too because uh, John had texted me earlier in the night about driving to Raleigh, he said he was going to he, he would be my agent because somebody needs to negotiate that I'm getting flown to these places rather than driving. Um, and I explained that I actually chose to drive. Dude, anything, any drive under, I'd say, five hours, I'd rather drive than nah, fly. No, man, hell with that. What's your number where you'd rather fly than drive? I'm on somebody else's, doing something for somebody else, they flying me. Even to Raleigh? Hell yeah. I mean, I'd rather, I, I'll drive to places like possibly Philly because I'm like, by the time I go, get to the airport so early and all that, you know, I could be in Philly already. But anything over that, no, 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 no. I'm going to work. I'm, 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 I need to 
get a train or something else. Because yeah, I, like I don't want to be driving. I want to yeah. DC to Philly, DC to New York, I like the train. But I, I just like having my car. I don't know. You got to get to the airport early and just – I just would rather drive. It's, four hours and under is a no-brainer to me. Um, six hours gets a little long. Like if I'm going to Charlotte, I'm probably flying. But if I'm going to Raleigh, that's an easy drive. And, dude, I got lucky as hell last night, B. So I ended up leaving. We went to that um, – I've been to the restaurant. I didn't know they had two of them, but it, you and Monica love going to Italian restaurants. Have you heard of this place, Sfolina? S-V-O-G-L-I-N-A? S-V-O-G. Where is that at? S-F. Sorry, S-F. Yeah. S-F-O-G. Sfolina. It's kind of a weird spelling. Um, there's one on Connecticut Avenue, like up in like Van Ness, Tenley Town. S-F-O-G-L-I-N-A? Yeah. That's one in, so La- in Roslyn, too. Oh, all right, even better for you. Mm-hmm. But there's one downtown kind of right by Capital One Arena. The food is banging, man. And well, they, we, uh, we may be there Saturday. Dude, they have this dish that I bet you would love. Um, it's like a braised short rib pasta, and it is phenomenal, man. Phenomenal. Well, and JP, you look like you're trying to tell me where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you, you very rarely listen when I try to tell you where you're well, going. Well, I mean, I'm happy about I this think one. this one here, you might, because I, I, I would, I'm on a mission to try and touch every, like, Italian restaurant I can from Virginia, Maryland, D.C., because some of these places don't have the biggest names. Right. They're not the biggest spots, but the food is impeccable. And I, I love stuff like that. So, you know, I, I like finding spots that are, you know, Witchcom kept telling me, um, uh, Jason kept telling me about the place over in, in uh, Centerville, Child. And right. I was oh. like, he talked to me for like, I'm like, man, because I kept thinking he was talking about C-H-O-W. I'm like, well, no, I've never seen that restaurant. He said, no, C-I-A-O. And I'm like. You're thinking it's Chinese yeah, and it's and I'm like, uh, Italian? Yeah, I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? So I finally go to the place. And I used to go, and this place is right where the, it used to be a Popeye's and a, a Baskin Robbins right there. And I never knew it was there. Then I get there and I find out. The, the 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 chef, I mean the owner and all that they took care of the uh, first responders during the uh, during COVID and the pandemic and oh, all that. Oh, that's even stuff. cooler. Uh, p- the president Barack Obama used to always go there. I'm like, this place been here all this damn time. And I never knew. It's, I'm talking about 3.5 miles from my house. Wow. And I never and you knew love it was that there. place, right? Oh, the, that's I like am, I am there all the time now. Um, I think you'll like Felina. Here's a problem for me, B. And I think you'll laugh at this. Okay. So last night was a work dinner that I, I got invited to, so I, I wanted to make it happen. And at work dinners, you know, you got to kind of like ease into it and, and figure out what the vibe is and, and who the people are that you're eating with. Mm-hmm. But I, right away, this was a pretty fun vibe, a good vibe. And – Everybody's ordering cocktails and wine, and they're uh, like the the people that were in town were staying like two blocks away, so they didn't have to worry about driving. And everybody else was taking Ubers, and they were all going to the Caps game. So there there was a lot going on here. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And your boy has to drive to Raleigh after dinner, mm. so I'm just ordering club soda, which is not a big deal. Like I don't mind, but they take a group picture of everybody, and. You know, this is kind of a nicer restaurant, so they're handing me club soda, but in a glass that looks, looks like, like a I'm drink. drinking. Yeah, it looks like <laughs> I'm drinking cocktails. 
and I like when I'm drinking club soda, and it's an Italian place, so it was like that that Pellegrino water, which is really good, that like mineral water, and so I'm putting limes in it. So in this photo, we're all holding up our drink, and it just looks like I'm slugging a glass of vodka. Meanwhile, I'm the only sober dude at the table, and even when I'm being sober, I still look like I'm a drunk, Brian. What am I supposed to do, man? I can't win. Don't worry about it, because I know I told you before, a lot of my friends are like, yo, man, JP always drunk. I said, no. <laughs> I said, nah, no. He just looked like that. <laughs> he, 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 like, like Beyonce said, he woke up like that. <laughs> so one thing I'm <laughs> – I mean, I'd love to push back, but my wife sometimes, if we're taking photos and it's like, my wife is smart. If if we're dressed up or, you know, we're going to like a, my daughter's school has these theme parties we got to do all the time. Like if we're, if, whatever, she, she wants a picture of us to go out for the night, which is totally reasonable. And so we'll take a picture and we'll take one and she'll look at her phone. And she's like, can you stand up straight, please? And I'm like, all right. So then we'll take another one, and I actually stand up straight, and I'm six foot, and nobody believes me. And then she's like, all right, this time no drunk guys, please. And I'm like, all right, I don't really know how to control that, but I'll try. So I try to, like, I try to like make my eyes really, like, wide, like, like wide open, uh-huh. and I just I look like an absolute alien. So but you, What you should stop doing is doing that. When you're trying to make yourself not look a certain way, you're going to look bad. So don't just, just put your regular look. They'll get used to it. Maybe I need an eye lift. Is that a thing? We, we, Landfill, do we have a uh, plastic surgeon on retainer at the station? Um, no. Sure don't. Um, do you have any is, – is there anybody we could, uh, we could contact? Do, are eye lifts a thing? Does anybody know that? There's got to be something. I'm sure it's something. Because my eyes look drunk all the time. Contrary to popular belief, I'm not drunk all the time. Maybe there's something we can do about this. It probably just lasts a little longer. Your, your, your look just – see, your, your drunk may leave, but your look remains. <laughs> it's called sleep, JP. <laughs> sleep. S-L-E-E-P. Of all the people giving me a hard time, I'm not sure Jeff <laughs> is the right guy. <laughs> Jeff goes – Jeff hosts a party at a club that doesn't start till 1 in the morning. Dude, last night, I'm telling you, was the best night of sleep I've gotten in months. I, I got to this hotel, eleven thirty. You, you want to be sta- careful saying that stuff right there. It was, it was you, the you best. Were- <laughs> yeah, you're right. It was the best night of sleep I've gotten in a hotel in months. Um, I, I stayed up a little because I wanted to watch some turp highlights, and I fell asleep and didn't wake up till eight thirty, and it was glorious. And I you, I very rarely sleep through the whole night. Mm. Listen, we are on B Enemy Watch. Do not worry. As soon as some news comes out about Eric Bieniemy and the Washington Commanders, you will hear it here first. We're going to be all over it all day, uh, breaking down exactly what we think it would mean if Bieniemy lands here. This is an offense that has not performed even in the top half of the league really since Kirk Cousins left. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Kirk Cousins has been in Minnesota so long, he's already gotten a new contract out there. It's yeah. been a long time, long folks. Day. We're talking twenty since 2018. Kirk was last year in 2017, I believe. It's been a while. Wow. So, is Biennemi the guy? Let's be real, B. We don't know. Nobody knows. Yeah, we don't know, but, I mean, let's, let's find out. I mean, that's the thing I'm looking at. Let's find out. Let's find out. Here's something else you should find out about. J.P. Finley here for my guys over at Rudy's Golf. And on Saturday, 
February 18th. You should join them for a great day of fun supporting your very own D.C. Divas. Proud members of the Women's Football Alliance, stop by from 4 to 10 p.m. to grab an autograph and enjoy Rudy's heated ranges, a full buffet, giveaways, contests, and special celebrity guests. You can bring the whole family because the putt-putt is completely free. Grab your tickets today at dcdivas.com slash events. That's dcdivas.com slash events. They do a great job. If you're looking for something to do with your family this weekend, go check out Rudy's Saturday, February 18th, 4 to 10. Hang with the DC Divas. Rudy's Golf, the new home for golf and entertainment. I'm getting a lot of uh, a lot of nice notes and offers from folks that live down here in the Carolinas that would like to uh, – Grab a beer, say hello, grab a bourbon, whatever it is. I'd love to, folks, but I got to work a lot while I'm here, and it's a fairly quick turnaround, so I'm not sure it's going to happen. And one thing I've learned, B, is tomorrow I do have some downtime during the day because the game doesn't start till 8 o'clock tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. But if I roll into a tailgate where people are like, oh, you know, come have a beer, whatever, I can't drink before I go to work, folks. And, and I've been in these scenarios enough where they don't want to hear that, and then they just continue to assault you with shots. Oh, it's just one. It's just one. Can't do it. But thank you very much for the invites. I did want to read something to you, Brian, that I think you're going to like. I should have went with you. Yeah, you'd, you'd, be, handled, you, <laughs> you'd be my designated hitter. You just got to learn how to have one or two and then be able to say no. But I, I understand you can't, so it's good. Brian, you know me well. I, I'm uh, all gas, no brakes. So I know, on, I know. On, on work days, I operate with uh, – with no gas. Um, so I, I, we're going to talk to Arif Hassan from Pro Football Network at noon. Mike Phillips is going to join us in about 10 minutes. But it's something that I found particularly interesting from this article that I just tweeted out, if you want to check it out, at J.P. Finley, NBCS. Um, trying to – and I kind of want to ask you this, B, because you played for the dude. Trying to describe Andy Reid's offensive style – Pretty damn hard. Like, this stat stood out to me. For instance, um, 11 personnel is pretty standard in the NFL. One running back, one tight end, three wideouts, right? A lot. I bet every team in the league has an 11 package, if not multiple packages. Uh And for a lot of the league, 11 might be their dominant, not dominant, but their majority uh, offensive formation. Mm Mm-hmm. Since 2018, (laughs) the Chiefs have ranked between 2nd and 24th in the NFL in 11 personnel usage. Like, that is so wide and varied that you just can't determine what the hell it is. Because I think the thing of it is, you have Kelsey now, okay? He has an advantage over damn near anybody that's going to cover him. So you don't have to worry about the two tight end set very often. So you always can have a, a – basically they have four wide receivers with a, with a tight end that runs like a wide receiver, basically. Right. And Andy's offense is to put stress on the defense, which means uh, I'm getting the ball out the quarterback hand quickly. Or if, if you're running zone, we're running two spots. In, in, in the same play, if you're in man, they don't stop. They keep running. So it's always having – being able to – decipher man and zone. You watch Pat Mahomes a lot of times. Those guys run routes, like adjusted routes that you don't see other teams do. But he knows that he can find them at all times. 
Andy wants the ball in the hands of the playmakers rather quickly. You know, here last year, we were dropping five-step, seven-step drops, waiting for stuff to develop. Normally, when, when, when our quarterback hits his seven-step, one of their players is already running with the football. Listen to this, B, and I love this. In the Super Bowl, Reed unveiled a two-running-back package he hadn't used much, if at all, throughout the season, mm-hmm. often called Pony, with both Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco on the field. McKinnon operated as a lead blocker from the nub position, typically occupied by a tight end or an H-back. I mean, do you remember in the second half when they really got everything going and yeah. they broke that formation out? And they had McKinnon get what amounted to, like, I mean, in high school, we called that like a fullback trap. Like, there was no, like, the tackle didn't come down. I guess it wasn't a traditional trap, but they created all the action to the strong side. And then McKinnon, from the offset fullback spot, went the other way. And I, I just thought it was beautiful. Hey, listen to me, man. When do you want to show something that people haven't seen? In the Super Bowl. Exactly. Because <laughs> they have to go figure that out. And by the time they figure it out, you know what? They move on to something else. See, this I, is when I always, totally. I always talk about making adjustments. And we will watch games, and I hear, I will hear fans telling me all the time, man, they're going to do this, they're going to do that. And then you watch the game, and they do exactly what the fans say. So if the fans are sitting in the stands picking up what the hell you do every week, you don't think the other defense picked it up? Now, you watch Andy. In those plays they ran down by the goal line, they had people crossing. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And a lot of times the cameraman got lost, didn't know where the football was. At that, level, at that high of a level of the, the camera guys at the Super Bowl, they know what they're doing. But there were times where they got lost because they got so much stuff going on, and boom, ball comes out. Nobody is anywhere close to the receiver in the end zone or the running back on the left side. so But they have to work at that at certain speeds to make sure it works in the game. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So last year, when I would say how we, we seem to be walking and the other team seems to be running, Andy, I know what Andy does. They don't practice in a lot of equipment, but they damn sure have track meets in practice. And in the football game, it looks like a track meet as well. I just I love I love coaches that are willing to be flexible and call plays and strategize to the talent on the roster. And and the quote that stuck with me the most was a little further down in this story <clears throat> where Hassan wrote the the one like, we work in media, right? And I remember reading this when I was in grad school that the one constant in media is change. I think you could argue that the one constant in life is change. Totally. And, and I think the one constant in football is change. I mean, you got, you got guys getting hurt every day, every mm-hmm. game, right? Like, there's just a million things that are going to happen constantly. Um, I, this passage stood out to me. This is from what the enemy would mean for the commander's offense. This means that personnel usage often follows the talent level of the players available, and the offense has generally been designed to accommodate different types of talent. How much did the Chiefs have to change everything when they traded away Tyreek Hill? Hmm. And their offense got better. But if you look at it, they changed a lot 
But didn't it look like they basically moved Tyreek Hill to the backfield the way that they used Pacheco? Their offense got better. Yeah, but I'm saying, but when you watch Pacheco sometimes, the way he ran and the things he did, you looked as, it looked as if they just moved Tyreek Hill from running down the field to getting in the backfield and doing certain things. They just find a way to utilize the strengths that each individual has. Too many, too many coaches, OCs, they want to tell a guy how they're going to, this is what you're going to do. No, coach, I could do more than that. But this is all you're going to do. Well, that's hurting the team. Let the guy do everything he could possibly do. Because Isaiah Pacheco, I'm no, nobody when he was drafted or picked up, no one thought he was going to have that level of impact. I bet you Andy Reid did. B, real quick, just for proof that some somebody's always listening, people worried about spy balloons. We're all walking around with computers in our pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, remember yesterday, two days ago, we talked about how I left my gym bag in the loaner car from Orsman Fairfax Toyota, Yeah, and I, I needed somebody to go pick it up? Uh-huh. G- guess what I just got an email for? They got your bag? No. Hey, have you ever tried Uber Connect? We can pick up packages you may have left behind. Well, you know, they mentioned, we mentioned it yesterday. Somebody I know. mentioned it on air, and you just got a, a text or something, it's, an email. It's a oh, they're crazy listening. world, man. Oh, yeah. They, they're, they're they listening. are listening. All right, don't go anywhere. Mike Phillips, Richard Times Dispatch, joins us next. I'm in Raleigh. B-Mitch holding it down in the Navy Yard. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.